0: Narcissism has been discussed and studied in the field of psychology for decades, but there's one key aspect missing from all these mainstream conversations, and that's the spiritual and energy perspective on narcissism. Until we go deeper and understand what's going on on an energy level, we cannot heal narcissism, nor the damage that's created in the people around narcissists. But there's more. Why do so many narcissists attract sensitives or empaths? And why do so many sensitives end up in toxic relationships with narcissists? Well, the spiritual answers to these questions may shock you, but once you finish watching this video, your days of dealing with narcissism will be over. Here's what we're going to go over in part one. You're going to discover what a narcissist is from an energy and spiritual perspective. Then you're going to discover why narcissists attract sensitives. And then in part three, I'm going to help you heal from narcissism and the damage that it can cause coming up. Hello, beautiful soul. This is Christina Lopes, the heart alchemist here to help you open your heart, heal your past and live with purpose. If you're new to my videos, click on that subscribe button and also on the bell. So you get notified as soon as I publish new content. And don't forget to follow me over on Instagram where I share weekly tips and advice that you won't find here on YouTube. Before I jump into the video, I wanted to remind you that I've added a free workbook here to this video as a supplemental resource. It has some key takeaways and also some homework questions that'll help you work with the, content that we discussed today. I'll leave a link to that free workbook in the description box below for you to download after watching this video. Onto part one of the video. What's a narcissist. Okay. So before I get into the definition, I actually want to leave a really important side note here. So ding, ding side note. Okay. And the side note I want to leave here is that there's, there's so much in researching for this video. I just found that there's a ton of content out there on narcissism And a lot of it is really dehumanizing. Okay. So I wanted to leave this important side note here as really a segue before we start, we start going deep into this. And that is that There's a ton of talk about narcissism, but it's really in a dehumanizing way many times. And I find that a lot of times what's happening is there is such a focus on the narcissist themselves that, that they end up being dehumanized. Okay. And this is a problem. This is a huge problem because it creates deeper woundings. All right. It creates deeper woundings for the narcissist themselves and for the people around them. All right. And so I wanted to leave this note here. just to remind you that, that dehumanization, it really, it creates deeper wounds and it doesn't, it doesn't create healing at all. Okay. And dehumanization is really an aspect of lower levels of consciousness of, of what's known as the 3d consciousness which is a construct that we've been exiting. We're going from 3d lower levels of consciousness, 3d, which is separation consciousness into 5d consciousness, which is called unity consciousness. And that's really, we're moving from the mind. We're moving from separation consciousness into the consciousness of the heart unity consciousness. And in the heart, there is no dehumanization. So regardless of what someone did to you or regardless what happened in your life, dehumanizing another person. Never creates healing, okay? And it's especially true for people who have suffered with narcissistic, toxic narcissistic relationships. What ends up happening is they don't heal because they spend so much time pointing at and dehumanizing the narcissist that they forget to do the healing work. Okay. So this is really important. If you're pointing at a narcissist and saying they're a horrible, horrible monster, and they're just a horrible, horrible human being. The more that you're doing this, you're actually pointing out to the narcissist and, and you're, you're, you're still focused on that person. And what I'm focused on is where I maintain my attention. You're going to be foregoing your own healing. Okay. The power has to come back to you. All right. So I wanted to leave this really important side note. We could talk about narcissism without dehumanizing narcissists. And I think that's a really important first step in the healing, both of narcissists and of the people around them. Okay. So I wanted to leave this side note before we get into the, to the definition of what a narcissist is. Okay. Now to the definition of what a narcissist is, I'm going to give you two, actually, I'm going to give you one from mainstream psychology and one from spiritual energy alchemy. So we can understand a uh, narcissist from both aspects. Okay. Now from a psychology perspective, a, a narcissist is someone who has an inflated and grandiose self image. Okay. That's the easiest way to, to describe a narcissist, someone who has an inflated and grandiose self image. And that means that the narcissist kind of puts themselves up on a pedestal above everybody else. And everybody else is kind of lower than them. All right. So a narcissist has this understanding that they're better or that they're are more special than other people and that they need to be treated with a certain level of uh, different level of they're special. So they need to be given more attention than other people. Okay. That's generally in the field of psychology, what a narcissist uh, is described as. Okay. So now that we've gone through the psychology definition of narcissism, now let's get into the spiritual definition of it. All right. So here is the energy definition of what a narcissist is. It's someone who drains power from others in order to feel powerful in themselves. Okay. So this is a really interesting way to look at narcissism from an energy perspective, because you really start to go deeper. So you may be asking yourself if, if a narcissist really thinks he or she is more important and is up on a pedestal and is better than other people, then why do they need to be draining power from others in order to feel good? good with powerful within themselves. That's an important question, right? And the answer to this question is that the narcissist does not actually have a very good sense of self-worth or self-esteem or self-image. They seem like they do, but that's just a mask. It's just a facade really, because what's happening on an energy subconscious, deep, deep level within the narcissist is that they are draining power from others because within themselves, they have deep, deep seated feelings of inadequacy and powerlessness. Okay. And, and worthlessness really. All right. Very deep seated sense of inadequacy. That's why they keep draining power from other people because they don't truly believe themselves to be authentic, authentically powerful within themselves. It's just a facade. Okay. So, so that's, what's really going on. So from Again, from a spiritual perspective, a narcissist is a deeply wounded person who has very deep seated levels of, of inadequacy and insecurities and worthlessness, feelings of worthlessness. And this is an important aspect to it because the more you begin to understand the energy component of narcissism, that's when the healing can really start. But now I want to take you even one step further in the energy, uh, in the energy understanding of narcissism. So let's go one step deeper. Okay. From an energy perspective, a narcissist has a huge issue in their energy system. Specifically what's going on with narcissism is there is a highly dysfunctional third chakra or solar plexus. Okay. Highly dysfunctional third chakra or solar plexus. Now, it's, it's very interesting to understand this because what's happening within a narcissist is a little bit more unusual than what's happening usually in our chakras. Okay. So when we're talking about imbalances in chakras, generally, um, we're talking about usually a weakness or a block. That's the most common dysfunctions in chakras are weaknesses or blocks, but what's less talked about. And what plays a role in narcissism is actually when a chakra is opened too much when it is opened too much that can create problems also, and that's exactly what's happening in narcissism. Okay. So what's happening with the narcissist energy system is their third chakra is opened too much. When that third chakra opens, when a chakra opens too much, it ends up pulling siphoning energy from the surrounding chakras. And so what happens here is as the third chakra, the solar plexus of the narcissist starts to open wide and bigger and bigger, it will start to siphon energy and weaken the surrounding chakras, which are the second chakra below it and the heart chakra above it. Okay. So this, 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 uh, solar plexus just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. The bigger it gets, it starts to siphon energy from the heart chakra and the second chakra. And it just keeps getting bigger. It keeps siphoning more and more energy. The image that I like to use of a, of a chakra that's open too much is the image of a black hole. Okay. So a black hole, essentially what a black hole does is it sucks everything into it. All right. Nothing can escape a black hole. essentially what's happening with the solar plexus of a narcissist. It's too wide. It's too open. It's siphoning energy. The more energy it siphons, the more it needs. So it's creating this kind of vacuum, this endless black hole that just keeps sucking more and more and more energy in. Okay. So I hope that this image helps you understand what's going on on an energy level. Cause now we can really start understanding some of the behaviors and some of the things that narcissists do and what's actually actually happening in their energy system. So as this third chakra, solar plexus begins to siphon energy from the fourth chakra and the second chakra below. Now you can start to see many problems and many behaviors that are characteristic of narcissism. All right. And one of the key aspects here is that this is one of the reasons why narcissists have such horrible relationships and very toxic relationships, and they treat people poorly in relationships is because the two main chakras that are responsible for relationships are both weakened and blocked, and that's the heart and the second chakra. The second chakra is your sexual chakra. It's very important in relationships. It's very important in the establishment of bonding in relationships. So if that second chakra is weakened, and if my heart chakra is weakened, that's another, another problem with narcissism is that the heart chakra is so weakened that the person loses their ability to connect, to feel empathy, to feel compassion, to feel love love. They're not actually able because that huge black hole of the solar plexus is drawing the energy of these two chakras into it. And it's leaving less energy for the heart chakra. And so from an energy perspective, narcissists aren't actually able to do differently because they have these energy imbalances. Okay. Now, another problem that that's, that's created when a chakra gets too big is that it starts to concentrate so much energy in it and it draws consciousness to it. Okay. So let me explain that a little bit better. So the third chakra, your solar plexus, this is your center of personal power, but it's also your center of self image. This is where your image of yourself is located. That's why narcissists have this grandiose, uh, idea, self image of themselves, because that third chakra is so big, it's concentrated in siphoning so much energy that the consciousness of the, of the, the narcissist is actually located in that third chakra. They are living in a level of consciousness that is third chakra only instead of coming up to the upper chakras also, and using their whole system, their consciousness and their awareness is solely localized and concentrated in the third chakra. And again, this explains a lot of the behaviors going on because this is why the narcissist is so, um, kind of immersed in themselves. They're immersed in themselves because literally their consciousness is being sucked by this black hole. That is this overly opened solar plexus. Now onto part two of the video, why narcissists attract sensitives. Okay. So this is an interesting equation, and this is something that I've worked on with a lot and a lot of sensitives that have come to me to heal from narcissistic relationships and toxic connections that they've had with narcissists. And so this is sometimes a hard part of the work that we have to do together is for the sensitive to understand why this connection uh, took place in the first place on an energy level, okay, on a spiritual level, because that's where my work comes in, okay? And so the reason that a narcissist and a sensitive are attracted to each other. And let me leave a side note here. Ding, ding. Let me leave a side note here. Okay. And this side note is to say that not all sensitives or empaths are attracted to narcissists or, or end up in toxic relationships with narcissists. That's not true. What ends up happening is narcissists, attract very frequently disempowered sensitives. Okay. These are sensitives that are very deeply wounded. They don't know their power and they haven't healed their wounds. Okay. And so the disempowered sensitive, there's a pretty high likelihood that they may attract a narcissist into their life and vice versa because, and here's the hard part of it. Okay. Here's the hard part of it. The reason that this is happening is because there is energetic resonance between these two people. Okay. These two people are in energy resonance, whether the, the disempowered sensitive recognizes that or not is a whole other story, but from an energy perspective, the fact that we live in a resonance based universe where like attracts like the pairing of a narcissist with a disempowered sensitive in psychology, disempowered sensitives are called codependence. So I'll use these two terms here interchangeably. If you've never heard the term disempowered sensitive, I can, I can use the term codependent The reason that a codependent and a narcissist end up hooking up very frequently is because they are in resonance. Their energy is vibrating at the same level. And since we live in a resonance based universe, the likelihood that they'll hook up is pretty high. Now I know that this can seem a little, you can feel a little bit of resistance to what I'm saying. If you're, if you're going through an issue with a narcissist, or if you've had narcissist in your life and you're a sensitive, you may be having a little bit of resistance to what I'm saying, but just go with me a little bit longer on this so that I can explain a little bit more of the energy behind this. Okay. So let's go into why these two people, the narcissist and the, and the codependent or the disempowered sensitive, why they end up kind of hooking up with each other energetically. All right. Now you already know the definition of what a narcissist is. Okay. So we already defined what a narcissist is from a spiritual perspective, from an energy perspective. That's the definition I'm most interested in. And that is the narcissist is someone who takes power from others in order to feel powerful in themselves. Okay. So there's a definition of the narcissist. And now let's go to the definition of the codependent or disempowered sensitive. Okay. The definition of a codependent energetically is someone who. in order to feel a sense of self-worth, they give their power away. So they're basically giving their power away in order to feel better about themselves. So when you see these two definitions side by side from an energy perspective, is it, or is it not true that the narcissist and the codependent fit together like perfect, two perfect little puzzle pieces that dock onto each other. One person derives their power from taking it away and the other person feels more powerful when they're giving. So the, the codependent gives and the narcissist takes. This is a perfect, perfect puzzle piece orchestration here, okay? And that's why I'm talking about how the narcissist and the codependent, or the narcissist and the and the unhealed sensitive, they can end up docking together, right? And until the sensitive realizes this, they're never going to be able to heal because usually what happens, and I've worked with so many sensitives who have done this they, they don't recognize they end up, you know, if they get out of a relationship with a narcissist, they end up dehumanizing the narcissist. So they'll say things. Cause that's common. They'll say things like, you know, he was such a horrible narcissist, such a monstrous monster, such a soulless monster, horrible person. And they'll keep pointing at the narcissist. They won't uh, be aware of the, their own wounding and attracting that narcissist. and They just keep pointing at the narcissist and lo and behold a month, a year, two years later, what happens? Another narcissist enters that person's life. Okay. Until eventually they're like, wait a minute. There's a pattern here. <laughs> I'm the common denominator. There's a pattern here. So I'm, I really want to heal this. And that's when usually they'll start working with me. I've worked with many codependents or, or disempowered sensitives who really want to heal this dynamic once and for all. And it's an important aspect of their healing when they can come into their power and they take responsibility and say to themselves, wow, I understand where I have been energetically contributing to this docking of puzzle pieces and I'm ready to heal it. On to part three of the video, how to heal. Okay. So this is an important aspect. Now that you know what narcissism is, especially on a spiritual level, and also why uh, a lot of sensitives find themselves kind of in toxic situations with narcissists. Now that you understand all of that, now it's time to learn how to heal. All right. And, and I don't want to, um, I don't want to trivialize the pain at all in any way. So when I'm talking about a sensitive coming into their power and recognizing the, the, um, the connection and how there's an energy resonance between the narcissist and the, and the wounded sensitive. I'm not in any way trying to trivialize the pain. The pain is real. The pain of narcissism is very, very real. And some of the situations are horrible. There could be horrible emotional abuse. All kinds of things could be going on within a narcissistic situation. So I don't want to trivialize it. That pain is real. It needs to be acknowledged and it needs to be processed. Okay. And that's part of the healing journey. All right. So I wanted to leave this, this note here too, that that it's important that we're not trivializing pain. We still need to deal with it. We still need to process it and we still need to acknowledge it, but it's much better to do that from a position of power than from a position of finger pointing or of being in victim consciousness. Okay. So, so let's get into now exactly how we heal. And I'm going to give you two different perspectives. I'm going to give you how to heal as a narcissist narcissist and how to heal as a codependent or a disempowered sensitive. Okay. So first let's talk about how to heal narcissism. All right. Now this may seem a little funny because there's a lot of material out there. There are a lot of opinions out there that say that narcissism can't really be healed. That a narcissist is, doesn't care about healing. Doesn't want to heal that. There's really no way for a narcissist to change. Okay. I've heard that before and, and I disagree absolutely and completely with this reasoning. Absolutely disagree a narcissist is a wounded person. And we know how wounded now, both energetically and psychologically, we've gone through that. A narcissist is a wounded person and every wounded person has the opportunity to heal and has the tools to heal when they start to awaken. Okay. So everybody can heal whether they're narcissists or non-narcissists. Okay. So I don't follow the reasoning that narcissists can't change. I don't believe that at all. And again, I think that's very dehumanizing. So narcissists can heal. And there are many, many of them that are starting to heal ding, ding, side note here. There are many that are starting to heal. Why? Because the consciousness of the planet is going up. And as the consciousness of the planet ascends, more and more people are having spiritual awakenings, more and more people are awakening and guess what? Narcissists are people and they're starting to awaken too. And as soon as the, as soon as a narcissist starts to awaken they start to realize that they're deeply wounded and they really need to do something about it. Okay. And just in case you have any doubts on whether this is really happening, I receive many messages and many emails from narcissists. And I'm actually, I want to share with you a message that I got recently from a narcissist. So you can see that this is really happening. Can you please do a video on how to heal narcissism? please, please, please. I'm tired of hurting people and feeling like I turn into someone else. I've healed so much and started to love myself until I realized I'm a narcissist and went back to zero and suicidal thoughts. So you see the awakening is happening and it's happening for everyone, whether you're a narcissist or not, there are a lot of narcissists that are coming to the realization that what they do is tremendously toxic and wounding, and they really want to heal. And they're seeking that healing as you can see in this message. All right. So I'm going to give some tips and advice on how to heal narcissism, step-by-step. Um, When it comes to healing narcissism, there's really three key things that need to be focused on for the healing to be complete. The first one is self-awareness. That's the most important aspect. When a narcissist becomes self-aware that there's something deeply, deeply going on with them, that's toxic, and they don't want to live that way anymore. That level of self-awareness is already healing in itself. Okay. But there's particularly an important type of self-awareness that even makes the healing deeper and that's spiritual self-awareness. Okay. So what I mean by this is that if a narcissist starts to understand that maybe there's something wrong with them, there's really something deeply wrong. And they go to a psychiatrist or a psychologist, they're treating, they're treating narcissism from the perspective of the mind. And that can help no doubt whatsoever. Psychology can really help to a certain extent. But then the issue is if the person doesn't have any understanding of energy, it's going to be very difficult to correct narcissism and to heal it because the main issue is that overly open solar plexus that is just this black hole of energy that keeps sucking energy into that until that energy is balanced. it's going to be very difficult for the narcissist to be able to change and to heal. Okay. So the self-awareness here that's required is a deep spiritual self-awareness, the moment that the narcissist understands that they have an overly open third chakra, the healing will start immediately because that self-awareness is so, so powerful. Okay. So this deeper level of self-awareness when it is present in the narcissist, as it was clearly present in the person that sent me this message. When that awareness starts to be present, this deeper spiritual self-awareness, the healing is already on its way. The second thing that needs to happen for a narcissist to heal is they need to calibrate their solar plexus. Okay. This is crucial. Absolutely, absolutely crucial. That solar plexus that is too big and siphoning energy from the whole system. That solar plexus needs to decrease in size and come back down to a healthy, normal size for that chakra. And so that calibration needs to be made. Now, this, this could seem like a really complex thing to do, but it's actually quite easy. And that's why I talked about the first thing was self-awareness, because when you're self-aware that this is what's going on, the calibration of a chakra is actually quite easy. All right. And, and it's easy because what you're going to do is you can actually command your chakras to change sizes. Okay. You can actually do this. It's not that difficult. So usually what I do in this, in this uh, kind of work is I'll have the person just close their eyes. If they can visualize that's even better. So if the person has good visualization skills and they can focus their third eye envisioning on that, on that chakra, if they can focus, it's a beautiful yellow color and it's right below your heart. So right at the top of your stomach is where that solar plexus is. So if the person can visualize it, what I have them do is is command their chakra to decrease in size. That's literally what you're doing. And you could do it through visualization, but also in using mantras. All right. Repetitive mantras really help. You could write down your own mantras, or you can use this mantra and you can just simply say, I lovingly command my solar plexus to return to a healthy and balanced state. Okay. This is a great mantra. I lovingly command my solar plexus to decrease in size and return to a healthy and balanced state. And you just keep repeating this as you're visualizing that solar plexus, your, your chakras are very responsive to your conscious awareness and to your conscious command. Okay. So they will, the, the, the chakras will start to respond. You can do this work in a daily. I'm not saying that this is going to happen immediately. It may happen immediately, but it may take some practice and a little bit of work working on this every day to bringing that solar plexus down and down and down. People have actually reported that they can see the solar plexus decreasing as they're doing this intention work. All right. So this is a very simple tool, but that works very, very well with decreasing overly opened, um, and dysfunctional chakras. The third thing that needs to happen for a narcissist to heal is, is uh, heart work. They really need to go into the heart work. This heart work is so important. First of all, because the heart chakra has been weakened from so many years of the solar plexus siphoning energy, like a black hole that this 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 heart chakra really needs to be worked on the second chakra too but i find that the most important part of the work needs to come into the heart chakra because the more that this heart chakra is worked with the quicker the behaviors of narcissism disappear because You cannot have a highly functioning heart center and be a narcissist at the same time. These things do not go together because as soon as your heart starts to open, as soon as it starts to become very powerful, the heart is the portal of unity, consciousness of connection and of love. So there is no way that you could be a narcissist with a, with a developed heart no way it doesn't happen <laughs> okay so as soon as you start to do heart work as soon as you start to focus on connection with other on love on compassion on kindness the narcissism just completely melts away. All right. But the reason I'm talking about heart work after the other one, the, the solar plexus work is because that solar plexus needs to be corrected before you can properly work on the heart. Otherwise the solar plexus is just going to keep draining energy. It'll be really hard to do heart work that way. Okay. So I gave you these, these, um, these tips in sequence. This heart work is the last one. You're going to go into the heart. You're going to focus on really establishing connection with others, on intending to connect lovingly with other people. The moment that you start to do that and your heart starts to open the, the narcissism will disappear pretty quickly. Okay. I, um, to help, to help out with this step of developing the heart chakra, I did a whole meditation on healing the heart chakra. I'm going to leave links to that meditation in the description box below. So you can use it in your own life to help open that beautiful heart and get it to work properly. Okay. Now that you know, and we talked about how to heal narcissism. Now let's go into the part on how to heal codependency or how to heal. If you're a disempowered empath that has come into connection with a narcissist, how do you heal? Okay. So how does the codependent heal? There are a few things that I, that I want to leave you with. One of them is to recall your power. That's the first one that is, that is just absolutely essential. Because what a codependent does is a codependent gives away their power too easily. And so their power is with this narcissist over there or that person over there or that person over there. So codependents have a huge problem letting go of their power very easily. And so the first step here is to recall your power. It's got to come back from you. It's got to come from other people to you. It's yours. It's not anyone else's. Okay. So recalling your power, absolutely crucial that power has to come back to you. You, again, you can recall your power kind of in the same way that, that, that the narcissist could do the whole shrinking of the solar plexus. You can also recall your power pretty easily by using mantra work. I'm not going to get too much into, um, into how to do all these techniques because I actually shot a whole video on codependency. And in that video, there are very, very valuable tips on how to heal this dynamic. I'll leave links in the description box below for you to watch that video after this one. But for the purposes of this video, recalling your power is absolutely crucial. Your power has to come back to you and it has to stay with you. And that's when this whole disempowered codependent kind of pattern is going to start to disintegrate. The second thing that's important to focus on is for this codependent is they need to change the configuration of the puzzle piece that attracted and that fit perfectly with the narcissist, that puzzle piece configuration has got to be changed because if it's not changed, one narcissist could leave your life. But if the puzzle piece configuration stays the same, another narcissist is going to fit there pretty soon, sooner or later. Okay. So that puzzle piece configuration has to be changed. And it's really has to be changed from the sense that you have to go from a puzzle piece that says, I'm only as valuable as I give my energy or as I help, or as I save others, I'm only as valuable as I help or save or give my power to others. That's what the, the puzzle piece of a codependent looks like. And that has to change to a puzzle piece that says I'm worthy and valuable in myself right now. Okay. If you change the puzzle piece configuration, guess what? The narcissist doesn't fit there anymore. There isn't a puzzle piece locking now, because you've changed your configuration, right? So this is really, really crucial. When you change that puzzle piece configuration, you won't be attracting a narcissist anymore because the energy resonance will no longer be there. Okay, so these are a couple of things that I wanted to leave you with. But again, don't forget to check out that codependency video that I did, and that'll go really deep on how to heal codependency a lot more than what I talked about in this video. Now I want to hear from you. Let me know in the comments below if you've struggled with narcissism in your life. I want to hear all about it. Click here to subscribe to my YouTube channel, or head over to my website where you can download my popular guided meditations. And don't forget these videos that I talked about in this video. that will be great for you to continue viewing. All right, beautiful soul. I love you. I'm out.